0: These delicate strips of film are the materials which record and transmit the
1: creations of Hollywood. We're talking pictures.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to Talking Pictures Podcast. As always, my name is Evan, joined by my co-host Young David.
1: That's me,
0: Young David, as How I'm becoming you? known How on are this you? show. <laughs> Young David, dude, I'm really good. This is episode twenty. This is twenty. Celebrate!
2: Yeah. We're halfway to forty.
0: We're it's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> we set a cap, guys. We decided forty was going to be the, the fucking cap.
2: We're halfway there,
0: dude. Wow, congratulations! Nice work, man. We yeah, done it. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. We, episode a week. The mountaintop. No, don't say that, because then it's downhill after this. It's the way you're making it seem. It's downhill after this. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. An episode a week. Are we out of our minds? What What do we do for money?
2: Not this. No. No. (laughs) No. We watch a lot of movies, buddy. We do watch a lot of movies. We talk about them every week. On this episode are the movies that I watch, and I try and convince Dave to- Watch some of these And sometimes
0: I follow through Sometimes you do And, and sometimes
2: that, they make your top 10 list
0: And and you know what man That's what they used to That's No one's ever called me Follow through Dave That's not no. my middle Lackadaisical
2: name Lackadaisical Dave La- <laughs> One of my favorite Daves Lackadaisical
0: Dave You had a couple of good ones Lackadavical.
2: Lackadavical. You had a Lackadav- couple good ones yeah. From a little while ago But It's a good episode I uh, I saw a lot Over the last few weeks Yeah man um, Talk about eight tonight? Eight movies yeah. So, what did
0: we talk about last episode? The big, big film last, last week. What was
2: the it was the Black Mirror one. No, we oh, like, talking about talking last, about last week? week, last episode. We did yeah. Oppenheimer, yeah. we did Barbie, and Mission Impossible. Those were the three big mm-hmm. ones.
0: We also talked about The Last Deal, which yeah. is a little independent yeah, film. Yeah. A
2: fun little film. <laughs> yeah. Which I, which I enjoyed.
0: When we chatted about Oppenheimer, it was a weird thing that we were getting deep into the weeds. Right. But uh, we had just got done talking about Barbie. <laughs> I know. And I and I
2: felt bad because we came across, I feel like as Oppenheimer bros and Barbie haters. Not the case. I know it's not the case, but that's how we came across. And and sure. now you know, I just feel bad.
0: No, it's fine. You know I feel Cuz like- it
2: wasn't the case. It's not the we case. We saw both opening night. Yeah. Open minds. Not the case. Open hearts.
0: It's tough. I mean, I feel like uh, I'm sure Greta knew. Do you think Greta knew? Like, they were like, damn, this is going to drop the same night as Oppenheimer. Greta Gerwig's film was going to drop at the same time as a Christopher Nolan film. That must be a lot of pressure. But, like, I mean,. Barbie, they're getting uh, the same reviews, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was magic. So. Like, what does that say? That's volumes. That's insane. That's great. Yeah. You know, it's great for movies, especially for the rest of the year. And I'm excited for more Greta films. And I'm excited, obviously, for more Noli films.
2: Of course, of so, course, like, big of course, stuff, man. Cool stuff. You know what's not a Greta film what's and that? a Nolan film? What's that? The ones we're talking about.
0: Yeah. Uh, One, got two, bleak, three, bro. four, five. It got bleak. Wait, I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tabs open. Yeah. And one of them is, is new tab. <laughs> it's in the middle. One of my favorite so movies. So I guess we'll find we'll out find what out. that was supposed to be. Yeah. So the so first it got movie, bleak, bud. What's up? It got bleak?
2: It did get bleak. I'm sorry. The first movie we're going to talk about is a Netflix original called Run Rabbit Run.
0: Can I read the thing? Yeah. Okay. What is it about? Directed by Dane, Dana Reed. Sarah Snook. I never heard of this. Sarah Snook. Succession. She's in what? D- uh, Dana Reed or no, Sarah, Sarah Snook? Sarah Snook. Yeah. Sarah Snook is a character from Succession.
2: She's an actress on Succession. Oh, the actress that plays Sarah Snook. Yeah. Oh, I was like,
0: this is cool. It's like a side film from yeah. the Succession I wish. spinoff. Run, Rabbit, Run. Sarah Snook. Alliteration. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow
0: plays a fertility doctor who believes firmly in life and death. Okay. But after noticing the strange behavior, weird, creepy stuff happens in nowhere. Noticing the strange behavior of her young daughter, she must challenge her own values and confront a ghost from her past.
2: How does that sound to you? Intriguing or just what?
0: Yeah, that's a horror film for sure. What happens next? Huh? I'm ready to go
2: nothing fun <laughs> So this movie is a dreck. Okay. Damp
0: squib. Damp
2: squib. Um it's the same thing over and over again for the entire runtime. Really? So she Sarah Snook has a daughter in the movie and she starts to take on the personality of Sarah Snook's mm-hmm. sister who disappeared as a 7-year-old girl. So her daughter t- starts to take on her name and the personality of her sister that disappeared when she was seven. And it's sort of this, why do you keep calling yourself by your aunt's name? Why do you keep, why do you look like her? Why do you keep acting like her? Why do you think you are her? So it's a very, like, could be a good disassociative identity disorder kind of movie. Okay. It's that same scene over and over again this entire movie. It's like, stop saying that's your name. Stop acting like her for like an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes. The last shot of this movie is really cool. And I wish the whole movie had earned its final shot. And the atmosphere that the movie brings is, is cool. It's very dreadful and it's gloomy. And even Sarah Snook is really good at this part. But the there's just nothing happens of note in this film. It's very derivative in the horror tropes that it says and that it shows on screen and ultimately just not worth the watch.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um okay, I won't watch it. That yeah. being said, I didn't okay, now I understand and now I feel dumb. Why? Sarah Snook sounds like a fucking character in the film. Yeah,
2: no that's, no, the, that's actress the actress name. The name.
0: Yeah. Sarah Snook Come on! <laughs> that's what are you trying to dumb. do? Um I guess I didn't realize that I read the word plays a fertility doctor I was like, Sarah Snook is. That's the character's name. God damn it. Yeah. Wow, so that's why you sixth the session.
2: That's fine. You know what she was? She was in Sarah Snook. That's her real name. She was in Predestination. That's a name. She was in Predestination oh, was with she? Ethan Hawke. That was the the other main star.
0: My I was born and raised Sarah. Sn- I guess no one was born and raised Whoopi Goldberg either. But like here we are. Damn, just <laughs> just dumping on the poor
2: girl's name. No, I just didn't know
0: her real name was Sarah Snook. I don't think that's a
2: stage name, right? I don't know. She's a, she's okay. an Aussie, so maybe maybe that's yeah. Uh, it could maybe be Snook as a common Australian
0: yeah. last name. Yeah. Hi, my name is the guy that wrote Cat in the Hat. Um so <laughs> What's next? Alright guys, don't watch Run Rubber Run. What's next?
2: So a- let's talk about Insidious, Insidious the, Red the Red Door.
0: The Red Door.
2: This is the fifth Insidious film in the franchise.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to watch all these, huh?
2: So the first two dealt with uh, Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne as the parents of three kids, and then three and four were prequels which focused on Lin Shaye's character, who was...
0: Were they in the prequels? Well, I guess they were. Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne? Yeah, they were. No. Okay.
2: So the first... Yeah, so three and four focused on Lin Shaye, who kind of is the seer and the psychic in one and two. So it goes before the Lambert family saga that is depicted in one and two. And three and four kind of set up one and two. Okay. Number 5 is directed by Patrick Wilson and it reintroduces wow. us to the Lambert family. And it's like 10 years later. So Ty Simpkins plays the kid in the first insidious and in this one he's He comes back grown huh? up. He's so it's all the same actors That's cool. playing the family 10 years later. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Um and Patrick Wilson directed Patrick Wilson directed this. So he obviously had something that he wanted to say, and he had his own take on this tale. Yeah. Um, ultimately, your eyes were
0: saying
2: uh, he something it's, else. It's a dress. <laughs> oh! Unfortunately. Damn squid. So did you see Insidious?
0: No, man. I right, said so the first Insidious. I don't I get scared.
2: The first Insidious is is one of my favorite horror films in the last 10, 15 years. What
0: year did that come out? I want to say 2011 or 2012. Yeah, I think we were I uh, in college, and yeah, we we're like, like 21, go 22. Check it out, and I was like, mm, yeah, that's one
2: of the best jump scares,
0: legitimate jump that's scares. That's the scene I think I've everyone has seen, and I have only seen from that film. Yeah, which is terrifying. Because you told, I remember you telling me about this. You yeah. were like, dude, there's a jump scare that happens it's in broad daylight. It's that good. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I Can't that they don't do that. It's that terrible. Horrors don't happen during the yeah. day, and you're like, yeah, well, guess what? Dinner table. This one does. <laughs> Just in the middle of a normal day. It's you're so like, good. Fuck you, yeah, dude. So I
2: rewatched the first two. Uh, leading into this, is oh, kind of cool. reorient myself with this. And the first one still holds up, still amazing. Right, the second one is out. definitely a step down, but it still has the same vibe, still has a lot of good elements to it. This one tried to take a different turn, and it tried to deal with like generational trauma and a father-son dynamic that has been just rife with all of these moments of grief and all of these past deeds that have infected this family. And it tries to focus on the bond between a father and son. And if it can endure everything that has gone on, it just doesn't work. So Rose Byrne, who I love is it's clear very early on that they're she's not going to be in this movie very much. Oh no. <laughs> and it sidelines her. That's dumb the all right. It's so dumb. Okay. Early on, She's you find off. out that Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne have gotten divorced since the proceedings in Insidious 2. So it's really just all in Patrick Wilson and Ty Simpkins. Okay. And the storyline's is just not compelling enough to make a movie worth watching. All right. Plus, there's not too many scary moments to this. It really wants to be like an emotional family drama. Rather than a scary film. And Patrick Wilson has come out and said. How am I supposed to make. A jump scare better than the jump scare. In the first movie.
0: That's your job buddy.
2: That is your job. Yeah, Exactly. What are you talking about? Right.
0: That, like you that's, can't why say we, that. that's why we don't do it. it right? You leave it to you people to make this 100%. Stuff. That doesn't matter with you. Yeah. Okay. They introduced a, a, a character
2: in this. That just seemed like she was part of a different movie. She brought like a fun energy to it. And it just. Wasn't it just didn't jive with this world at all? There a lot of attempts at comedy that didn't work. Um, and I like Patrick Wilson; like he's yeah. made some great films. And Ty Simpkins is fine; like he's he's not bad in this role. I like the fact that they reunited the entire cast from the old one, and they kind of incorporate some elements from the old ones as well. But ultimately, just I didn't have a bad time watching it. But it just it it's time to finally you know, pun intended, close the door on this saga. Let okay. like let's be done, let's move on.
0: All right. Yeah. Is I have a question. Yeah. In the front. Right. Young man in the front. Young David. Yes. The nun, is this in the same universe? Mm-mm. Okay. Nothing So
2: a lot of people think oh, okay. that way because Patrick Wilson also is in that universe. Okay. So that's the Conjuring world.
0: That's a separate universe. Completely different.
2: So that's Annabelle, that's the nun, that's Those the Conjuring. Those all do connect. They do. Yeah. Okay. And that's Patrick Wilson and Vera I just don't, I can't get behind horror. But people do just scared. equate those two very
0: often. Understood. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And this is a family that can, like, because this is probably something that would interest me, is that the uh, the science fiction part of this is that Insidious, it's a family that, like, can enter Demon World and fight, fight him and shit and leave?
2: No. So the great thing about the first Insidious film is the kid goes to sleep one night, and he doesn't wake up. He's like a 10-year-old boy. And then we come to discover that when he's asleep, he ventures off into this other world called the Further. And he didn't wake up because he ventured off too far that he couldn't find his way back. So he's just lost in this world where all of these spirits live. And the further he drifts away and the longer he's asleep, all of these other spirits in the Further want to take his body. Oh. So that's why all these demons start popping up in the house, because they're trying to inhabit this body. Got it. And over the course of the first movie, we find out that Patrick Wilson, as a boy, also was suffered from this same affliction. And when he was a kid, Lynn Shay, who plays this, like, exorcist-type character, showed up to the house and... Help to get Patrick Wilson's character as a young boy out of this world, and then they wipe his memory clean, so he has no memory of this ever happening.
0: Oh, okay. But so, his son got the knife
2: But it's it was passed down to him. So it's really cool, and it's just a really... Yeah, That's see,
0: that's... It's really fun. That, yeah, So the first nice movie is so fiction. great cool. in that,
2: got where it. it's just... All right. He's drifting off when he sleeps every night, and he thinks he's dreaming, but he's actually not. His spirit is traveling <sighs> to another world. All right. So... The first Insidious is, is so good. It's so worth watching. And the scares are, are if you watch it, like you'll
0: be okay. freaked out. Well, I already Maybe am looking day. at the trailer. So yeah. <laughs> um, there we are. Okay, cool. The Insidious, the Red Door. Don't watch it. Um, next movie we have is Bar- uh, Joyride. Barbie.
1: <laughs>
0: Joyride. So what's Joyride about? Joyride came out in 2023. It's directed by Adele follows four Chinese-American friends as they bond and discover the truth. Important note here, guys. Yeah. Of what it means to know and love who you are while they travel through China in search of one you uh, saw this of trailer. their birth mothers. I did.
2: Yeah. I was, I was amped you were hyped. for this movie. You sure yeah. You sure were. I love Stephanie Sue. This movie's an hour and a half long. And I love Ashley Park. Uh, both great actresses.
0: I'm checking uh, it out right now. Oh, she was in. Uh, and Co- Zach and Cody get uh our best friends and brothers. TV Oh, show. she was Ashley yeah. Park was. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah,
2: she's on Emily in Paris, and I, I really mm-hmm. like her on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hyped for this. I look good. You know what? I appreciate this movie for its raunchiness. Oh because yeah. Because we just talked about no hard feelings a couple yeah. weeks ago, which claimed to be a raunchy sex comedy, and it's just, it just it wasn't. Simply is not. This not. movie's raunchy, as all anything. Really? Like it's so raunty, but it also wants to instill so much heart and have such an emotional arc to the film that it doesn't land that part of it. Oh. And it focuses so much on the emotional arc where it's just like, well, this doesn't jive with the rest of the movie. Let's just be this raunty comedy that we're trying to be. Okay. So it tried to traverse these two genres and it just failed completely for me. On the emotional side and the dramatic side, which is a shame because the stuff they're talking about is really good. They just don't devote enough time to it. And one of the problems with this movie was it's shorter than it needed to be. It's about an hour and a half when there's so many great one liners and so many great scenes and sight gags in this that it felt out of place when we're gonna just put in scenes of Ashley Park. Having been adopted from China into America, trying to find her adoptive mother, finding that she died and finding her stepfather and discover, rediscovering her Chinese identity and all of these scenes that just like, is this the same movie? It just, it felt out of place like tonally where we're just, we're talking about tattoos above vaginas and three ways and all of these things. And we're trying to have all of these serious conversations on friendship and identity. Interesting. It, it just, it, it did not tow both worlds. Very they didn't
0: well. got an a storyline and a B storyline. They're all going to end the same spot, but sometimes you got to cross over the cross streams. And they just it just didn't, didn't do, it. do it. Right. It did
2: not do it. Right. Interesting. So ultimately it was a Drek. Oh, just um, come
0: squid. on with yeah. the drek This episode, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a familiar word. Really? What a y episode. Um, it's raining out. Everyone yeah. get under your covers <laughs> and enjoy the Drek. Holy smokes.
2: It wasn't a bad watch. It's just I had a lot of high expectations for it. It got great reviews. Everyone seemed to love it. You were high, Doug. I saw it in the movie theater, and it was very very quiet. Okay. And... That kind of makes or break a studio comedy sometimes when you see it in the theater. Like mm-hmm. when I saw Cocaine Bear, like not many people were into it, and so I think my own experience of it wasn't that great. I love Cocaine Bear. You love bear. Cocaine <laughs> Bear, yeah. That's why I brought it up. I love Cocaine Bear. But like you know, you know how it is when you like you see a movie and when the crowd's into it, then it's just like you kind of feel that energy and you get yeah. kind of into it more. This one was like silence. Mm. I was just hoping for more. So ultimately, it wasn't it wasn't worth it for me. All right which is a shame cuz i i love the actresses and Damn. everyone gave it them all they gave it their all some of the characters just didn't seem like real people as well like okay. they just had like one personality one agenda i'm just here to deliver jokes and i'm like ah, i, I kind of want more from that i want i want this to be smarter cuz it had a lot to say and it could have said it and it tried to touch on them but just did so so superficially
0: all right the next movie is called The Lesson. Did you see this trailer? No. Okay. I'm watching it for the first time here. Super <laughs> distracting. <laughs> a young author takes a tutoring position at the estate of a legendary writer. That's
2: it? That's it. I, I enjoyed this one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So. It's a soft wreck. Oh. Yeah. Soft wreck. Is that the sound for soft
0: wreck? Ding. I like it. Yeah, it's usually just a very low. Yeah. ding ding ding. That sounds
2: like a deflated wreck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a low ding ding ding. <laughs> um, Luke who plays the third lead in this movie?
0: Luke who's coming to dinner? Um, the third lead? Yeah, Daryl McCormick No, Stephen McMillan, Crispin Leptz. Ah, oh,
2: it must be it must be done Thomas by Spencer. It. It must be by order down that order. Low, yeah, it's uh, low. Julie Delpy, plays the wife in this movie.
0: Oh, there she is. Okay, yeah, yeah it was actually the second thing listed. Julie Delphi, we n- know and love her from. Come on, bro! Before sunrise, yeah. There you sunset, go. Holy smoke! Yeah.
2: When's the last time you saw her? It's been a hot minute, <laughs> right? So what's up? She did great. Uh, no. Oh God! It didn't use. It did not use her enough. What in the? <laughs> All right. This movie's this movie's good. So it's shot really well. The story is really good. The third act just goes very loud and cartoonish, and it kind of undermines what we just saw. And it's funny because this young writer, I think his name is Liam, he's hired by this family to tutor their young son who wants to get into Oxford. And the father of this young family is pra- played by uh, Richard E. Grant, I believe. Mm-hmm. And hmm. he is like Liam's like hero writer. Like he's the person that inspired him to write and who he wants to be. So it's like, this is a dream gig. It would be like, You trying to teach a son how to act, and the son's father is Ryan Gosling or something. Okay. So you're off to his estate to teach his son how to act, but then your hero is also just on the estate. Wow. So so he's put into this world, and you can tell early on that the family dynamics are very strange. Like the husband and the father and the son act very weird and disconnectedly to each other, and there's more than meets the eye going on. So there's a lot of intrigue going on and it's Liam just kind of being sucked into this world and trying to figure out what's going on. The third act just kind of goes off the rails, which ultimately sank the movie a lot for me, maybe by like a, by a half star or a full star, which is funny because Richard E. Grant's character is writing a book and Liam reads it and he, Says how great the first two acts of the book are, but then the third act of the book goes off the rail. (laughs) And he's like, it almost felt like the third act of this book is written by someone else, which kind of plays into the plot of the movie. movie But it taught, no, into the plot of the actual Uh, plot of the the, movie, movie, but it also (laughs) subtweets the movie. So it was like, it was kind of, I think I saw this alone, by the way. So I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm like, man, like, how can. It's talking about itself, which is so strange, and it just it goes in a very weird direction, and it utilizes Julie Delpy's character a lot in that third act, and it's just I wish that we'd gotten more of her early on. Um, There's a couple twists in there which are fun, but ultimately it's a soft wreck. It's if you watched it, you'd be like, "Wow, the filmmaking in in this is is really good." Really, it's just uh, that third act. I just I wanted so much more. Yikes! Yeah.
0: That's tough. I mean great.
2: Speaking of yikes.
0: Well, the next movie we're talking about is New Tab. Oh, it's The Outlaws. Oh, I it, I didn't press enter. The Outlaw lo- The Outlaws movie. Here we go. Ellen Barkin, Nina Dobrew, and Adam Devine. <laughs> and Pierce Brosnan There you go. Did you see <laughs> uh, this? Lauren Lapkus Did you see this trailer? And uh, someone named Porna Janath Grant I don't know who that is. She played Rahan. Dude, <laughs> no. What is it? what the fuck is How do you there? feel about Adam Devine? And okay, I Adam Devine Forgettable and when he pops up I'm not mad about it. Does that make sense?
2: So he's the main star of the film. Can How I do you feel like, about the movie now?
0: Alright, I'll watch it. <laughs> you watch it? Yeah. He, but then as I'm watching it, I'm like, Well and that was him and that. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't know about the guy. What's know? this one about? What is this movie about? Yeah. A straight-laced bank manager about to marry the love of his life. Oh, he's twerking or some shit in the trailer. Yeah. Um, he's, like, doing these <laughs> awful movements with his body. Oh, it's the mom, though, from Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, A straight-laced bank manager about to marry the love of his life. What? First sentence. A straight-laced bank manager about to marry the love of his life. Period. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we need an is in there. And then, Period. Mama. When his bank is held up by inf- that's wow, that's crazy. When his bank is held up by infamous ghost bandits during his wedding week, he believes his future in laws, who just arrived in town, are the infamous outlaws.
2: Yeah. Like his in laws are, are the outlaws. Yeah. Fun For title.
0: Murderers and killers. Yes, Fun I title. get it. Yeah.
2: Um anyway. this movie's not good. Okay. So I just <laughs> oh, I just I'm not Pierce. a fan of Adam Devine. Okay. Like He's very, when he's over the top in this and loud, it's just, it sinks this movie. He has like a couple great like one liners and like throwaway lines when he's like in his more quiet scenes with his wife, who's completely underwritten. Okay. Uh, Nina Dobroff. Pierce you think He's Brosnan. good in like
0: an ensemble. What's up? Uh, do you think he's good in like an ensemble? Maybe. Like, like, maybe he's with wasn't... other people. It's like a, a trauma, like the workaholics like if he's in pitch that perfect it's like, yeah when he's bumper uh, he's a he's a group yeah this is fine yeah, by himself like, he's, he's just fine him, you know he's fine when he like pops up in pitch
2: perfect for a couple minutes and it's okay. like he's the star of the film and the movie will go as far as you like him he to me i just i'm not a fan okay. so it just seemed like one of those like typical netflix trashy, unoriginal films where it's just, why are we investing our money into this? It. They cast Pierce Brosnan and Ellen Barkin as the outlaws, and it's just, I would have rather have just seen a movie as them, as the main stars It's about of them, a movie. and he happens to be a second character. Could have been better. Probably been Could bit- have been more fun. <laughs> yeah, already, yeah. Richard Kind and Julie Haggerty play the bride's parents in this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They play Adam Devine's parents in this, and they're a lot of fun. Like, they just have, like a really good like fish out of water type okay. of energy to this and they have a couple scenes and they're just they're the stars of the film okay i just i'm just not an adam divine fan all right yeah so also, it's it's definitely a direct damn squid damn okay. okay. well there it is
0: drack. um dude a for some reason a trailer for the rock came up and it's like wow we haven't really heard of, of him in Netflix. a while, huh? We were like, what is the fuck? He did Black Adam. Yeah, The Rock. And it's like he hasn't, usually it's like rock movie. It's hap Boom, boom, boom. And yeah, like right? once Black Adam was done, it's like we haven't heard about him at all. Thank God. Yeah, I need a break, bud. Yeah. All right, this next movie is called uh, The Kid from uh, Stranger Things. So this is The Tudor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you want to read this? Read this plot? Before I do. Yeah. I love Garrett headline, Yeah. We love Garrett, friend of the pod, forever I, friend, friend of, the, of pod. the pod. I miss
0: him. Yeah, I miss Garrett
2: Headland from mm, uh, Tron Legacy. Mudslide? What was it? Mudbound.
0: Mudbound.
2: Country strong. Come on. Four brothers.
0: Garrett Headland, Troy, Pan, Pan. <laughs> you know, dude, fucking inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. Come on. Right. Garrett. On the road. On the road, Garrett Hedlund. <laughs> what
2: happened? I miss him. Man, what happened? Mojave. Hook. <laughs> Pan. Pan. Mojave. What happens? Read the logline.
0: I miss him.
1: No, and maybe, maybe he maybe was also
0: like a Nazi in a movie recently. Remember, he was just one. He was like a a bad guy role. He was like a, a death sentence.
2: It's like a Kevin Bacon film
0: from like two thousand eight. No, it was like very recent. It was like a one off role. It was just him. Oh yeah, we remember we saw. Him. He was like in like an old World War two suit, and it was like, why is he in this even? He was like a bad guy, being a dick.
2: You know, you're thinking of Billy Magnussen, I think. No, because uh, he kind look of looks it. like him. I
0: will have to look it up. Oh, he I'll was in it.
2: Unbroken, but he was all he was in was a concentration it? camp in that movie.
0: Maybe I don't know if it was. He, no he, he wasn't up, like in put him on the wrong side. <laughs> he no he was in a movie where he was like uh, Tulsa King. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, a, apparently yeah. he's in Tulsa King. Oh yep. uh, I mean, uh, man, I- I'm gonna think about it. He's uh, so yeah. good, but look, yeah, the I don't know. Anyway, we'll get there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna know. Oh, uh, the 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 United States versus Billie Holiday. That's what it was. United States, the Billie Holiday biopic.
1: <laughs> oh he's in that yeah oh, I didn't see that That's
0: yeah he was like yeah. a dick in that anyway God, today. Gotcha. I miss him yeah the tutor the tutor follows a tutor surprise who after assigned an unexpected task at a mansion what finds himself struggling with the obsessions of a student who threatens to expose his darkest secrets <laughs> Directed by Jordan Ross. Terrible. Hadley, Victoria Judson. Terrible.
2: <laughs> this movie is so bad. Really oh, my God. Swift. It's so bad.
0: I don't know if people gave it stars. People are giving it oh, like pieces of coal. It's
2: so bad, man. Wow, huh? Yeah. Fuck, dude. What a fall from grace. Karen so Hitler. interesting
0: enough, real quick, I don't really know what this means, but there's a popularity rating on the side of IMDb. Yeah. And one of the movies we were just talking about was like 480. This one's okay. 60.
2: It's, it was like number two or number four on Netflix,
0: trending. So I'm wondering if it's People so popular it. because of The Boy and also because yeah, well, it's so bad. So Noah, <laughs> Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things obviously a draw.
2: The, the, the person he's tutoring
0: okay. in the film. So is this maybe his first film outside of Stranger Things?
2: Could be. Okay. We can ask someone that loves Noah Schnapp that question. Maybe we check in. <laughs> a uh, true fan. I have to. <laughs> so I wrote a review of the tutor. Okay. On Netflix. Yeah. On, on the our, on web, our uh, on Instagram.
0: Underscore, underscore pictures. Underscore. And podcasts.
2: then today I got a message, which was just fantastic. From and a Noah. Shout out to uh, the the handle is Noah Schnapp. Biggest fan. 21. That is the handle. They love him. Your last post is horrible. There it is. Grow up. If you don't like something, keep it to yourself. Noah is an amazing actor, and every role he plays has been incredible. No, no, not true, not true. Film criticism exists to remove that bias from the world. That sounds like someone's opinion to me. This movie's really bad. He absolutely tanks this movie. Really? And you know what? Victoria Justice plays Garrett Hedlund's fiancé in this movie from Victorious, the main star of Victorious. Okay. So Garrett's not given any favors with his supporting cast here, and even Ooh. Garrett by the third act of this movie just completely sinks,
0: checks the fuck out. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> oh, wow. It's really bad. Which Damn, is a I shame because it. it's a shame
2: because like the the actual story had promise. Like it it was derivative and contrived, but it it could have been done well if these three people were played by different actors. Okay. But the writing and the performances just absolutely sink this movie. It's really bad.
0: Tudor task at a mansion. All right. All right. Really bad. It's enough of that. I don't want to spend any more time on it. No. Uh, Garrett's face looks weird too. Bird Box.
2: Bird Box Barcelona. (laughs) Bartholona. Dude, the
0: dogs have masks on their eyes. They do. (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't see the first Bird Box. All right. After uh, after the entity from Mission Impossible of Mysterious (laughs) Origin annihilates the world's population. Gabriel. Causing those who observe it to take their lives. twist. Sebastian and his daughter begin their own adventure adventure of survival in Barcelona. It doesn't star Adam Driver, which is kind of what this guy looks like in the trailer with a mask on. Okay. So what's up, man? How was it? Not good.
2: Damn oh, squib.
1: No. No. Damn <laughs> no. squib. So i
2: would never seen Bird Box. No? So I watched it in anticipation of this movie. Okay. I enjoyed it. People like, love it. It's not great, but it was a very watchable film. The- I found it entertaining. I thought Sandy did a great yeah.
0: job, and I thought the ending was really good. I like, forget the twist. Don't ruin it for me, but it's like the twist is the whole point of the Bird Box thing. It's like whatever. There's no twist. I thought the twist was like if they remove the blindfold and here's what we know what their eyes are or some shit. I can't remember what it is. So no, go, so don't there's, break the twist for me. There's no twist. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's They're just blind. all of
2: a sudden people just start to go crazy. They experience psychotic behavior by looking at whatever the and thing they is? start to commit suicide. And it's some sort of creature and thing that we cannot see. Okay. So it's just, but it takes the the voice and the image of your trauma. So you're kind of like sucked into it, okay. in a little ways. Uh-huh. So whatever your biggest trauma is, if you look outside, you would see that. Or someone who did something traumatic to you would talk to you, and you'd kind of get sucked into it, and you would just end your life.
0: And that's why they wear blindfolds.
2: So they don't see whatever's going on outside, which is why they trap themselves in houses. They kind of quarantine themselves in houses, block out all the windows. Cool. Yeah. The first movie was a lot of fun. I liked it. It wasn't great, but it was fun. This movie this one takes place in Barcelona. Barcelona, same time, completely different actors. Oh, completely different. Oh, same plot. time as the
0: other one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
2: so different part of the world. So we have Bird Box, which was the other one was in somewhere in America. This one's in Barcelona. That's cool. Um, the plot of this movie just is not what it's not fun or necessary. All right. So, in the first movie. There are people that see the creatures, and then they become people that don't necessarily kill themselves, but they try to get other people to see the creatures and drive them to kill themselves. Okay. So they kind of, like, usher these people to kill themselves. This movie centers around the guy who is one of those people. So at first we think he's walking around Barcelona with his daughter, just trying to find shelter. And then he finds a camp. And then within the first 20 minutes, he leads all of these people outside just so that their souls could be taken by the creatures. So he's almost like working for the creatures that are killing all the people in the world. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And then we find girl. out and then we find out that his daughter isn't real. He's imagining her. And she's the one telling him to claim all of these souls because if he claims enough of these people, then he'll be reunited with her in heaven one day. Okay. So that's kind of the plot of the movie. So, like, the main star is, like, kind of the bad guy. Then So one of the most laughable things about this movie is that whenever one of – this is not in the original Bird Box. This is only in this one, directed by different people, so it's a completely different movie. Whenever one of these people dies – or kills themselves, we see a giant orb of light leave their body and just shoot up to heaven. Okay. Like their souls are going to heaven.
0: Oh, that's great.
2: Which is so stupid that's looking dumb, now. but it's like, dumb. okay. Like, it's just like, they're like claim, like something's being claimed. And it's just like, they die. And then it's just like, we oh, see right. this bright light, leave their body and shoot up to heaven, which is just so dumb. Yeah. that's stupid. It's so stupid. Okay. Um, Diego Calva from Babylon is in this, and oh. he's completely underutilized. He's the main star of Babylon. Yeah, he's yeah, completely yeah. underutilized new,
0: in this. New, new to the field. Very new. Yeah.
2: And Georgina Campbell, who's the main star of Barbarian, is in this. Oh, wow. Who's awesome sure. and just not given anything to work with here. Okay. This was just a very unnecessary sequel. Okay. It didn't shed any Netflix new light on reaching. Totally. Yeah. And they didn't push it at all which makes me think they know they yeah. they knew they had a bad product on their hands.
0: Cuz remember how
2: big Bird Box was?
0: Yeah, it was a changing point a little bit. It was. It was
2: huge. And I thought it was a quarantine movie. And this yeah. came out in 2018. Yeah. Like this was like yeah. a long time ago. It was
0: like
1: the twist
0: type thing
2: was the idea. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah, all the memes and yeah, the, it was like exactly, it was huge yeah. for everything. Yeah. Um it the end of this tries to set up a little bit of a cinematic universe, universe type oh, no. deal, okay. which is really dumb, God. which is already intimated with the fact that we have Bird Box and now Bird Box Barcelona. So yeah. there's probably going to be like a Bird Box City. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Look at you, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So something funny. like that yeah. where it's just. Jeez. It's shot pretty well. The acting is well. The story is just, is just not good. All right. And it's just. Yeah, it's not, 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 So, All another, right, another it. damp squib.
0: There it is. For, for box barcelona. <laughs> Ready to talk about the last one?
2: Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, the last movie we're going to talk about is Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom.
0: And yeah. I have questions and I have thoughts. Yeah, because so this, this is a big movie. I didn't, you I didn't see I didn't, how
2: much money this movie has made. No, it's insane. No,
0: and no. I don't know anything about it other than I see TikTok trends and people like. Defending or dashing or, I don't understand. I'm I see Jim Caviezel who hasn't I haven't seen <laughs> him in a while, but like I'm imagining there's some sort of like Christian rhetoric. I literally saw a TikTok
2: just crossed a hundred million.
0: Really, I saw a TikTok where all the lights were on the film in the theater and like the film was playing and like there was a representative from like the theater that were like everyone I'm so sorry if you guys can please leave. Right. Like the the we'll figure it out. And like the camera pans and no one's moving. And some dude in the middle was like, don't get up. No one get up there. This is on purpose. Just stay. Yeah. And I saw it. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What a lot is, of stuff is going it's on. It's a man. movie. What's happening? Now, a lot of so stuff going what on. What is this about? I don't understand. What's a lot the, of controversy. What is the controversy? Read the blog line. All right. <laughs> 300 Spartans stuck in a no. Sorry. The Incredible True Story. This is <laughs> like,
2: "Sound of Freedom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like thinking about other movies I could plug real quick. A Lion King. <laughs> Sorry. The Incredible True Story of a... For- okay, Jesus. The Incredible True Story of a former government agent turned vigilante who embarks on a dangerous mission to rescue hundreds of children from sex traffickers. Okay. What? <laughs> Sounds cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Great. This really happened. Cool. Yeah. Good for him. We need heroes. What's that? Right. I liked it. Okay. It was good. Then why are people pissed? You tell me, man. Here's my thoughts. Is it graphic? It's not graphic. Is there like a rhetoric that's like behind it of like it's all conservatives or ooh the liberals are out there get you, or whatever the <laughs> fuck the thing is or like so a lot oh, of people are Dolly Parton so right, a lot, a lot of
2: people are claiming this is a conservative film about liberals being sex traffickers, but the movie doesn't okay say that at all. There's actually two references. Then where, this There's is a actually, fucking, two references. This is to Christianity in the entire movie, so it's not even a very religious-based movie. There's one line where it's just Bill Camp asks Jim Caviezel's character, like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you trying to save all these children?" And he says that n- none of God's children sh- should be slaves, and that's one of the the one of the only mentions of God Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another one that's I can't what? remember it off the top of my head. But it was funny because every the two times I mentioned God, someone in my crowd said amen. Oh which was my great.
0: God. Dude, people will run with shit.
2: So They'll I pick saw. Pick it up
0: and run. I saw this. You at, find what you. Look, I'm sorry to run. Good. But you can Google whatever you want. I don't know if you know this. But you can. you can Google whatever you want. You can find anything you want. And then someone right after you can find the opposite version of what you just Google. Of course. So, like, crazy shit. I'm just sorry. So whatever the hell people are finding in this, someone's going to watch it and be like, here's this other version that I saw. It's, it's, I don't know. Nonsense. All right, go
2: ahead. So the movie just brings a lot of attention to the child sex trafficking world and how it's a 130 like billion dollar business, like something insane okay. and how the U S are the, the highest consumers of child sex trafficking like, we buy the most kids from other countries for sex. Okay. Essentially. So, the credits of this movie is like really like messed up because it's actually like real c- like camera footage of it's just people just nonchalantly abducting kids.
0: Oh,
1: God.
2: Yeah. So, it like, it really like sinks you into this. And Jim Caviezel plays a government agent that has, and it's a true story, but he has captured maybe like over 200 or 300 um, like predators but he's never saved an actual kid he only catches the predators so he finally saves a kid and he returns the kid to the father and the father's like it wasn't just my son that got taken my daughter got taken too so like he kind of takes it on like a personal mission like i have to f- also save this guy's reunite daughter. this family and the government's like we're not gonna support you on this journey you can't just go to Colombia and save this one kid like it's not going to happen. So he quits the government and then does it on his own.
0: What government?
2: He's like DEA or uh you know what? It's the Department of Homeland Security. So he's okay. an HSI officer, Homeland Security Investigations. Okay. So he quits the government and then he goes to Colombia and he sets up this whole sting operation where he has a buddy who's like a billionaire and he the billionaire like buys this island where they're going to come up with this island, where they're going to find a connection down there in Colombia. This is all true story, where they orchestrate a deal where they're going to buy 50 to 60 kids from these sex traffickers in Colombia and then ship them to this island, and they're going to invite all of these rich people to the island for the kids. So very Epstein Mm Island-ish stuff going on. But it's a whole sting operation. They're luring, they're trying to bring all these kids here and all the traffickers here, so that once everyone's there, they'll bust them.
0: So far, normal, it's fine,
2: right? <laughs> movie. Here we go. True story. And it thing they, that happens. They do it. They they bust the people, and but the daughter that he's looking for is not one of them. Oh. So he finds out what happened to her, and he goes into like the forest and into she this okay? camp to try and find her. I'm not gonna ruin it for you, in case you want to watch oh, it. All right um I do. but it's really powerful it's like it's it's funny because it's the filmmaking is very like you know how christian movies have that sort of feel to them mm-hmm. like a kirk cameron film yeah like a, like a, it's just it's not an actual it's not like a well-made movie but it's like a well-intentioned slash made yeah. movie it has that feel to it the whole time okay but the storyline is is powerful like it's all good stuff and like Tim Caviezel is good, Bill Camp is good. A couple actors graphic? are really good. No, that's one of the great things. It's not graphic. We don't see any sort of sexual behavior, anything like that. They focus on the victims very well. It really just like makes it about the victims. Okay. Which is like, which plays into like why so what's happening. That's what I'm saying. That, that that's it plays into the, the fact big that deal? I'm because a lot of people are saying it's it's very QAnon leaning and leaning that way where Epstein with all the rich Democrats coming to the island, trafficking all, all these kids for their own pleasure and all of that. And it's, it doesn't say that at all, but it just, it intimates that. And Jim Caviezel himself has been very vocal along with, I think the filmmaker in believing that all of these rich celebrities buy all of these kids in real life. And, they drink all of the young kids' blood to stay young. And they believe this is actually happening.
0: Oh, like genuinely. In
2: real life. They believe that's happening. So they believe the Clintons have done this. They believe that like actual celebrities do this, where they buy kids and they drink their blood to try and stay young. They don't mention any of this in the movie, but they, just, they equate the, that with this. Okay. But the movie's not saying anything about that it's just it's highlighting the fact that child sex trafficking is an awful thing in the world and it should be stopped uh-huh. so it's a, it's it's hard like it's the movie's not touching on those things but how can you separate the actors and the people behind the camera from what they're putting on screen like yeah. when you think they're trying to put they're trying to intimate sure. that. Like on Jim
0: Caviezel saying this stuff outside It's of like
2: Adrenochrome, camera. I think, is what they call it. What is it? Adrenochrome, something like that, where they're drinking all the, the, the blood of children that they're mm-hmm.
0: trafficking in. So Jim Caviezel and friends think this is really happening. Yes. They make a movie, and we're expected to think that like that's separate, man. Like he thinks that outside of it, but this movie not that it's
2: separate, there. but he's he is. It's a, a true story with this guy who did do all this for child sex trafficking. Like this is all what true. Is that guy, have to, like say he's, about all he's this? been in front of Congress. He believes all of this too. He like he believes this but is what's happening. People,
0: happened. Clintons are drinking blood.
2: They, well, they don't say the Clintons, but they just you know like the the elite and the yeah. powerful. So it's just like. One of the weirdest things about this movie is the credit scene. So the credits roll, and then at the bottom, it says special message in two minutes. At the bottom of the screen, it's like a countdown. And there's a countdown. Oh,
0: God. (laughs) That would make me feel so squeamish. So then Jim
2: Caviezel pops up, and then he's talking to us. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking to us, and he's telling us about how they've been trying to make this movie for five years, how many roadblocks they've found. People have been trying to stop this movie for so long. They haven't been able to get this to screen. And he's encouraging people to tell other people to watch this film and raise a lot of awareness to the sex trafficking issue that's going on and all of this. And he's like, like, they put like a QR code up and he's like, I realize like not everyone has the money to see this, but if you scan this QR code, you could send them a ticket to go see it. It's very odd. It's a okay, very so, odd thing. So they are pushing something. Yeah, it's not hidden, obviously. No but, no, but they're pushing the child sex trafficking angle only, which is legitimate. Yes. Yeah. So that's what they're pushing with this. And that's what they make the victims the center point of the movie. Like we follow the young girl okay. as, and her as her brother get kidnapped and we see them get that's recruited the by this woman. Trafficking is bad. Yeah.
0: Outside of film. Have them talk on camera in interviews about the fucking thing.
2: We're not talking about that on camera about the film. No, just, they're talking they're about just talking about that in real life outside. Celebrities separately. drinking blood. Yeah.
0: But then the movie. Nothing. Nothing to do with it.
2: No. But people that's, aren't separate. That's crazy. Music. Yeah. People aren't separate. I mean, that's
0: that's genius. That's smart. Yeah. Here's what our message is outside of the film. But like we never talk about it in the film. It's up to you to decide the idea it's not even that because it's like everything they put on
2: camera is true and accurate they don't mention the conspiracy the QAnon conspiracy stuff about Mm -hmm. the drinking of the blood and all that stuff they just they actually just put real life and true to life things on screen these are all things that have happened it and it's powerful like it's awful it's just it's it's upsetting to watch and it's just like they don't mention the other stuff, so I lo- I just took the movie as that. It's okay. like this is the movie I watched. This is what you're saying. Child sex trafficking is bad. This is our point of the movie. Yeah. If I didn't know anything about the other context,
0: and you okay,
2: and whether or not the movie is talking about that, you can make your own. You know, and and you know, and all right. In so, yeah you can have heard want. i like it. Wreck I it a wreck. Okay. it's a wreck. but yeah oh, no fun. i liked it no i liked it like he was like i was okay. absorbed and wrapped up in it and Got it's it. just like this How's is jim he's fine okay yeah that's my guy frequency i love
0: frequency you can't, dude you can't say i love jim creasel and then point to one movie he I like made him. No. because no that Forever. movie is a Fucking incredible film. That movie's insane. I know, but he's perfect. Yeah. What? In frequency? Yeah. And then you're like. Jim Caviezel. I'm with him forever. Nah, no. <laughs> dude, you give me so much shit for like actors and stuff. And you'd be like, what "Yeah, Jim mean? Caviezel." I'm on his side. He made a movie a day, took, like 20 we're, years wait, ago. We're with <laughs> Garrett Hedlund for
2: like two movies, 12 years ago. I know, no, no. <laughs> what has know? he done? I don't know. That's all we Jim do. Jim Caviezel,
0: and then Jim Caviezel plays Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, I've still for never like, seen that. <laughs> you haven't <ever> seen Fashion <laughs> no. of Christ? No, I never saw it. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I can so, imagine. And now it's like the dude is. Heavenly sent. After that, and right. now all yeah. the shit he does has changed. Crazy stuff. Um, so the sound of freedom. is Jim Caviezel was a good actor. I like, him. <laughs> like he is a good actor. Deja vu. He's great in Deja vu. Yeah, the no, guy. he's a good fucking like, actor. Um, Come on,
2: he's great. So sound of freedom is like what Bill Camp describes as when you rescue a child from a sex trafficker. It's just like that's, that's what you hear. that's The sound of freedom. Yeah, I understand. It's it's like powerful. I'm sure. Bill Camp is the detective from the night of. He's been in a bunch of okay. things. Yeah, yeah, here he is, yeah. With yeah. like, a fedora. He's, yeah, he's so good. And just like, there's a lot of powerful stuff in this movie. And like, it's funny because I saw this at Damn. AMC New Brunswick. Okay. The crowd could not be more diverse. Like, there People was were, like, old, young. Or- no, no, no. Like, old, young, um, white, black, Hispanic. Like, it was completely mixed and everyone was into it the entire time. So it's just like, it's funny to hear like these. People online talking about it like it's like some polarizing film, but it kind of cap encapsulates what's wrong with America is we only hear the 5% on one side of the spectrum and the 5% on the other side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And it's just like everyone in the middle is just has their own opinion and it's never heard. Where it's just like everyone that I saw this with, like, was super into it. And then we're just like locked in, sucked in, clapping, saying amen, just like super into this movie. Like it was just like, it was, I was expecting to show up and just be like a completely like. Conservative-looking crowd, based on all of the discourse around it. But it was just like, it was like I was probably one of the only white people there. Wow. Yeah, and it was people so, alone. It was people. There was groups of people. There was groups of like it was. Just, it was like such a weird experience. It was like I was expecting one thing. And it was in a huge theater and it was packed. Interesting. It was. It's was, it was such a strange thing. And for a movie that just like, you know, just you never expect it. And it just crossed a hundred million dollars. Like it's making a ton of money. Because I think I think people are responding to it. Yeah. But it's being like you said before, people are going to the screening and they're leaving the lights on. They're playing the wrong movie. They're playing half of it and then stopping it. They're telling people it's sold out online, and then they show to the theater and no one is in the theater at all. What? So like, there's some weird stuff going on yeah. around this.
1: That's
0: interesting. Yeah, it's very I strange. I don't. Um. I don't know. Like. I guess you could like. Say sometimes when there's a, you can tell who would be like the it's leaning towards, right? I I'm, I'm from what you're telling me, you know, I really don't know much about it, but I can't tell. Like it seems like conservatives just, are pissed. No,
2: no, conservatives love I, it. I like the movie. Yeah. Okay, so
0: yeah. You, it's, it's it's ambiguous. It's like, like, I'm, like, I'm
2: not really I'm very confused. It's <laughs> it's just it's just well, who's it's gaining? Just who's losing it's here? It's condemning <laughs> sex trafficking. That's a good I know. A, oh, it's a good thing. That's the problem. That's that's the problem with we my problem with what we happening. don't
0: like it when kids <laughs> are abused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> if you go to Letterboxd, all of the top reviews are all half stars. And they're just sense. trouncing it. You know what's funny I'm though? Like when I saw the movie directed. There was a light on. Really? Oh yeah. And then someone immediately ran out of the theater and then an usher came in, turned the light switch off, and then left. What the fuck? Yeah, it was very weird,
0: dude. That's crazy. See, I don't yeah. even want to go.
2: So, it's, see, that
0: scares me. I don't want to go into a but movie that's theater to watch saying. this fucking movie. Sometimes, because some people, people are out of fucking minds
2: People went and they were like harassing the people that were going to see this movie. No, see, no, there's like, too many nonsense, thing, man.
0: fucked up shit. Where in yeah. movie theaters, like that's where shootings weird. and shit. It's like happen. eerie. No, like thank eerie you. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'll watch that shit on in my own fucking room. This guy directed <laughs> Little Boy in 2015 <laughs> I don't know Little Boy <laughs> he directed a movie called Little Boy and a movie called Bella in I don't 20- know Bella. 2006 I don't know man Waiting yeah. for Trains and then Bocho
2: so <laughs> these are all things he directed
0: <laughs> and he has two movies upcoming he, uh, The Conviction and Cabrini if he does
2: he might get he might get blackballed or dude, canceled dude what the fuck look crazy at Mel stuff. Mel Gibson made that movie and like what's he done yeah you know
0: crazy stuff man um Nuts! Great episode, buddy. I'm it's, glad you went there. Fuck! What it's, a nightmare! It's so
2: hard, like, because the movie is—it's not like, like I said before, it has that Christian movie type feel. Mm-hmm. You know exactly—you you start watching it, you know exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's kind of B level, but it's—it's well intentioned. And
0: yeah,
2: no one's like great acting, but it's compelling. Like it's powerful and it's Yeah, it's meaningful, but yeah, so but ultimately I would say it was a hard movie to rate for that regards. Cause it's like, I'm trying to rate it outside of the discourse, but the messaging is strong, but the movie itself sure. isn't the best. So it's like a very odd thing. So I, yeah. I ultimately would recommend it. I would just say to watch it and then formulate your own opinions and then look up the discourse after and then yeah. see where you lie. That's what I would say.
0: I'd be interested in checking it out.
2: Yeah. But that's it, man. Eerie. You're right. Eerie. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling. Well, Especially because I knew done. about all of that going into it, and that light was on, and it was like right above where I was looking, so it was like such a glare. And then that one guy, the usher, just came in, turned that light switch right off, and it's like this is at when someone ran out to get him, which is just so strange.
0: Part of me would hate it so much if this was a part of it, of just like we're paying AMC theaters and Regal and United Arts and everything to like play into this. When I don't think that's happening. Keep the lights on. Yeah. And then turn it off. Fuck it.
2: That they're building Like this conservatives narrative. are doing that. and building. No, narrative. not conservatives. Oh, okay. I'm saying
0: like the movie owners, the, the company, or the products company, like the people behind oh, the film was okay. like, hey, this is starting to build around this thing. Let's and we that. never meant for this to happen. But like, yeah. fuck it. Like, keep the movies on. We'll pay you extra money. Yeah. Keep the lights on. And then until someone tells you to shut off, because that's just going to build a narrative and fucking more people are going to come and see our movie right. because of this weird thing that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
2: Why know. wouldn't they? <laughs> I told you on the last one of the last podcasts where I saw God as a Bullet, and that screen was dark. Weird. I, I had to leave. I told him like I was the only person in the theater. I was like, this screen's too dark. And I yeah. went to a different movie theater and I saw it a, on a different screen, and it was fine. It's very odd.
0: I'm I don't very know. Else. going on. See, this is the type of stuff that makes me not be able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys.
2: That's all we got, oh, baby.
0: Enjoy. That was the end of it. And now you're at the end of the podcast, and what a weird feeling it is. So, um, we have a good one coming up next week. We have a good know? episode coming up, guys. Yeah. Episode 21. Um, coming up next week, me and Evan will be here. And <laughs> what so, do we got? We have
2: uh, They Clone Tyrone. Yeah, A Netflix original film looks, yeah. Which looks awesome Great With uh, Boyega we're, we're
0: starting to Because now it's the After the mid-year Yeah, So we're starting
2: to get Into like all the stuff We were excited about Yeah Which I guess Theater camp Yeah Another one that you were Pumped for Yeah We'll be talking about That we'll be talking about Talk to me Scary movie mm-hmm, With the with hand the, With the hand Yeah Absolutely And Yeah um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Damn. Mutant Fuck yeah, baby. Mayhem Dude so, what's crazier like,
0: Am I more scared of like A scary movie with a hand Or am I more terrified to go see A Christian film with the lights on
2: <laughs> And we'll leave you
0: with that note and we'll leave you with that Have a good night guys Go to bed. Go to sleep